Yo, yo, yo. We are so lit. Commander Ralph and Chief Ralph. Gentlemen. Leader of the Beer Battalion is back, baby. Dude, we've been telling the world about your life lately. And, dude, what's up? We haven't seen you in a while. I mean, so many questions. Why am I on this? I'm um, I haven't uh, been in my own studio who, in freaking months. <laughs> I've been here for way more than <laughs> You've you. You've been here a while. been all over the world. Well, first, uh, dude, we got to hear about the uh, the trip out to L.A. Good time. You know, uh, you know the, the work you were doing for Lucci's Media. Toss some Kid Quill promo in there Good while time. you're at it. Good time. Well, I, so I've been out ever since. I think the last time I was on the pod was probably two weeks prior to going out to, to do stuff with Kid Quill. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. He's apparently he just did Kittle Fest. George Kittle had like a festival at his house and he performed at Kittle Fest. Sick. Which Kittle is Fest, so dude. sick. What's it like? It's um, probably an awesome time. Oh, it has to be. Titan it's has just, to be the coolest position in the NFL, dude. We'll talk about that at no, some George point. Kittle has to be the coolest human being on this planet, most likely. Um, second one, can't really tell you who I worked for because I signed an NDA or worked with, excuse me, but because I, I signed an NDA. Um, we'll say he smokes a lot of weed. And the only thing we're going to say is it's not Harry Potter. <laughs> um, smokes a lot of weed, and they're going. They're currently on tour, and they announced that they're going on tour. And they're currently Damn, smokes a lot of weed. Smokes a lot of weed. Was he ever on the Chronic too? He drops it while it's hot. It's a lot of a lot of good stuff out there. So no idea who that is. Um, but it was cool. I don't know. Probably never performed at a Super Bowl halftime show. <coughs> it's good to be. It's good to be homebound. It's good to be back to the East Coast. Um. East Coast, Beast Coast. Dude. East Coast, Beast Coast, baby. Oh, fuck that NDA, dude. I wish we could really get in the nitty-gritty. I'm sure we can. I just don't want to. They're cool. Like, the whole crew that I worked with are a lot of cool peeps. So yeah. I just don't want to, like, overstep. You we love I mean? to be in the cool part of the creative content making, dude. Yeah, did You, you want to be fun to work with. What was the interactions like between, like, you and, you know, the people you were recording? Um, Recording or well, filming? So, yeah, oh, okay, I, so. I just kind of used that I word. Recording is an audio term. Um, yeah, come on. Sorry. It was on. just fun. It's it's when you're in a room of of creative people, and it's going to sound so pretentious, and it's you like narcissist. It really does. Me. It sounds so pretentious, and I'm not meaning it to be. But there is truly a when you're in a room of just creative people that all they give a shit about is creating something, and they don't give a shit about money. They don't care about anything else. Their main goal is just producing something that has some sort of creative value to hopefully change someone's outlook on something. It's a whole different experience. Like, it's just a different, because the juices are constantly flowing. The conversations are 100% tailored to what you're trying to do. Like, everybody is so zoned in and focused. It's just a cool environment to be a part of. That's the one thing I miss about Different film. world, dude. It is. I miss, that's the one main thing I miss about living it's, in L.A. and working in film full-time. When well, you have that, like, energy of, like, a big sporting event, it's not the same, but like the way you feel that like energy, though, it's the same. Like, you, dude, it's everybody's on the crazy. same wavelength. Everybody shows up. They're there Dialed to do the job. In. They're the best at what they do. It's just think of it like for football. Like yeah. everybody that's out on that field is in that position because they're the best at what they do. They, like there is no award-winning filmmaker. Well, right, but like I'm just saying, like besides, like it's just like that's why they're yeah. on that field. So like there's just a certain like all the praise and the crowd and everything like that. Like it's warranted. So strategic, and it's not the New England Patriots. It's like the Long Island coffee addicts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it's not like, even at that it. level. It's just people there that are like just so focused. I'm like, I want to do so good that I'm going to get to that next tier in my career. And by them doing good makes that person look good, and by that person looking good makes you yeah. look really good. It's a it big. Just, it, 
it's it just this whole like and with people you've never met before. Like I knew only four people on that whole. But it's like I a language that you speak yeah. and you communicate like that. Like it, you have the same structured opinions, like everything. It's so cool. The way you function, it's the way you can communicate with somebody you've never talked to when it's on something like that is insane. Exactly. Can you tell us a little bit about the the day to day, or does the NDA prevent that? No, it did. Anybody that's in film knows the day to day. I flew out there for the one day of shooting. It, I, the pre-production aspect, and thank God I wasn't fully a part of the whole pre-production aspect because that's my buddy Brandon. Eli knows Brandon. Um, but that is a gruesome project, like the whole process from start to finish, making sure it, it, you're just want, you're pretty much a babysitter up until the day of, of the shoot. You're counting on everything. You get a massive budget, but people don't want to pay the budget up front yet because they want to make sure that it's guaranteed. But in film, nothing's ever guaranteed until they see the money. It's just this constant conversation of negotiating. And then there's like a day when it's like, are we doing this or not? And the answer is like, all right, we're doing this. And then somehow the money flows, everything gets committed, and then it takes off from there. So the film day, everybody plans on something. Like you always, you plan for eight. It always ends up being 12, but you're guaranteed 16. Like it's just like a... It's just a Quick mental math. thing. I just know that I'm going to be here the whole day. And for me, I flew out early, met up with my buddy Alex. We caught up, stayed at his place, recorded a pod, started doing stuff with his clothing business that he's that he's building from the ground up. Really cool thing, Lodico. Shameless plug. Here we go. Shameless. Shameless. Rhyme. Um, right? Bars. Bars. But flew out Gangs. there, worked on a Tuesday, and my flight left at 5 a.m. on a Wednesday. So and worked. So the the shoot was 11 o'clock on Tuesday. Got we wrapped set, got back to Brandon's apartment at two AM Wednesday, and I just pretty much took a quick shower, packed my bag, Jesus. got back on a flight, and flew back to the East Coast. How tired were you? You just don't. You just stop feeling you just after live. a while. You just, <laughs> you're, you're on the go so fast. You're yeah, adrenaline you're just, at that you, point. You try to sleep on the plane, and then me, I hate flying, but I don't take drugs, so I don't pop a Xanax, so I'm just miserable the whole six hours. I hate flying, And then too, you man. land, and during that time, my car wouldn't start, so I had to Uber from my apartment at the time to the airport, so then I had to call for an Uber. It was just such a miserable experience, but I got the text message saying, thank you for killing it on the set. And that's I was like, that's what nice. you do it for. That's super unfortunate, because a plane Zanny is probably top five top drugs five. out there <laughs> planning <laughs> um, you gotta get the cool. dream juice dude that'll put you right to sleep and then you're not too groggy what's that a martini up. i don't know but they sell it at like dream juice or, yeah it's called dream juice sleep juice dream juice yeah something like is this that. a gas station that's scary it's next to the it's tiger like the rhino pill. Pill. <laughs> i was gonna say the rhino pill you um, must have gone to different gas quick, stations quick hot quick hot take on your end uh, uh ralph on the writer's strike what do you think Oh, dude, I can't. It took a hard right right My there. opinion on what's going on is unfavorable to what the entire. I'll say this. I've never been a fan of unions, ever. Not in, And that's just not. I'm not saying and he's not involved union. in politics. Yeah, I'm not involved. But just I'm not. For the record. I'm not involved. I've just never been a fan. Of, it's the same thing with the workers unions. Like, I understand the value behind unions. I do 100%. My dad was a union worker. Like, I, I totally get it. I understand the value. There's just. <laughs> again, I, I again, I'm not too. I understand the union to an extent. I know why they're in place. It's for people. I understand the whole concept of a union, but but, but. and that but is so heavy with two T's. It's <laughs> the reason why. And this is again, this is an opinion. And I don't. And, and if someone that's in that SAG or someone that's a part of the WGA or PGA or uh, DGA, no one's in the WNBA. Whoever here. wants to go ahead and debate me, I would just love to talk about it. Because All right, get it out. 
Just say it. I need to know. For that reason, nobody will talk about it unless you're in the union. And it's Mm -hmm. this whole idea of, well, you don't know what I'm going through because I'm here. And it's like, well, tell us what you're going through. Well, no, you're not a part of the union. So then why are you complaining? It's like the Chamber of Secrets. It's just, it's like Harry Potter. But that's like the unions across the board. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing with the electrical unions. It's the same thing. It's mafias. Yeah, you're not in the union, so you don't need to know. It's like, but you don't want me to know, but then you you want me to give a shit. How am I supposed to care? I don't know. It's just how does this strike kind of open things up for someone in your position? Indie films. Uh, well, so I'm definitely not <laughs> looking to capitalize on it because okay. obviously thousands of people are going to be out of jobs. And the fact that the studios came out blatantly and was like, "Yeah, by October time frame, the the writers are going to be out of money and they're going to be on." And they've openly yeah, I mean, admitted well, it. They have Dude, revenue you streams. Open your own, that's the difference. You should open your own so writing studio. Right I, now. Yeah, I wish, if, but that's the point. You can't Capitalism. pay them those wages yeah. because you can't afford it. What if we all together made like an ADHD movie? And like we just open a Google Doc, I and like here's a movie. I think that's all on you, Jared. And you, <laughs> no, no, no. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Hear me out. Hear me out. Just all five of us, we go in the dock. Brother Frank's in Hilton Head this week. Shout out, Frank. Enjoy your time with the wife. Uh, we had a great time there. Just we did five of us, ADHD. just like that. You know what I mean? So you pick up from one point, and it's like so. Ralph could be telling a story, and he could he could type like 15 pages. And it's like whisper down the alley, and then I just so come in and do whatever I want. We all, dude, come you on, play Mad Libs. Mad libs <laughs> I feel like script. I feel like if we all Mad Libbed, Mad Libbed a script, something something cool could happen. We have AI, just saying. could be. But could and that's AI that is not is, a human, dude. Stop. Is, yeah, but listen, you like that though? You like that? They're little smarter thing? than us. That's it's, the problem, right? So using AI, there's just a whole method to. I, all Are you we can do AI? is pray. All you, you can do is you're, pray. You're gonna Hope these people get out of this union strike and someone comes to an agreement. Or there's going to be a lot of shitty content out there from a lot of shitty people. Here's the one thing I'm going to say, and then I think we should drink a beer. Where we're at right now, with the money so swelled up and the top of every last thing, the concept of AI replacing jobs, this is far from the first you're going to see of this in industries. That's all I'm going to just lay that out there. They are. They have the money. They don't need you anymore. The workers made the money for the account. Yeah. Now they can be replaced by computers. So we got a beer. <laughs> All right, relax. Existential dread. No, I, I, it's true. Dude. He's not wrong. It's yeah. called accounts receivable. <laughs> I love. That's the second time I'm hearing you say that today. Because it's it. important. You, you know what you do? You know what you drink beers at Everywhere. bachelor parties. Mm. Oh boy, big fan. Mr. Ralph also had a bachelor party, so I oh. got excited there. Yeah, okay. In between, this is like the going Ralph LA. Thon. My, yeah, I, mean, it is. I, I dude, appreciate all the. We need the. And we, I bought a house. Dude, the people need it. Yeah. <laughs> we need a lot get to of that. Sh- courtesy of Nikki Q here, sold me my first house. Mm. All right, all right, Ralph, get, get your shit straight. Get your bat. Try to recollect all the blackouts. Why we give this this beer re- review, and then uh, and then we'll we'll you, hear you your. Want me to run we'll into hear the your bachelor tales. party tales. Well, you know what's what's acceptable for the world. Oh, he went to a library. The Vegas Public Library. Yeah. It's the Church, biggest public library Church in the country. Right Church right after. Watch baseball the whole week. They um, have a lot of chapels that like you don't even have to be a member at. Yeah, it's that's nice. nice. Yeah, hike Red Rock. Uh, so while Ralph's thinking about what he's going on, I picked up uh, a beer from Dogfish Head, which is probably one of my favorite breweries in the world. Mm-hmm. And if, you've, um, if yes. you're in the Northeast, highly recommend going down to Rehoboth in Delaware and getting some food and having a beer at their brewery because... It is one of the best in the country, in my humble opinion. Um, this is a new one. I, I, I saw this today when I was in the store, and I, I went to Wegman's lunch with the, the corporate people, and I, you know, I had to pick it up. And uh, we got Citrus Squall. It's a double golden ale. 
from Dogfish Head. Ale with grapefruit juice and blue agave water. It's an 8% ABV. Mm. Our perfect storm infusing a double gold nail with grapefruit juice, lime peel, and a blue agave nectar. This thing tastes like a high noon. Pretty solid. Yeah, put vodka you know, in for it. 8% yeah. double, it's solid. I want to put vodka in this. A less carbonated high noon is the uh, flavor I think I, here. I think I just like attribute grapefruit to, to seltzers I at think, this point. I think it tastes more like the passion fruit nooner. I don't know why. Maybe because I've been they drinking a lot of this lately. Yeah. Mm. The agave gives it that little that little tangy taste at the end. It is very good though. Yeah. I'll uh I'll kick it off. Um it, it I don't know how to describe it. Um I think we just did. But uh grapefruit is very strong and the agave makes it sweet, so this is a fantastic summer drink. Uh definitely a hot weather item if it was Snowing outside, I probably will not order this. Uh, so in the summer, I'm going to give two ratings here. Uh, in the summer, seven one. This is an outdoor seven one. If I if it's any other time of the year, probably like a six six four. Okay. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I'll give it. It's like a, I'll give it like a six point one. I don't like the aftertaste. The aftertaste sits real weird with me. It feels like I just took a tequila shot. Like Agave. a good minute afterwards, and there's grapefruit, grapefruit peel in my mouth, and that's just not a good mix. So I don't like that stuff. So I want it out. So I'll give it a six point <laughs> one, just because eight percent. Just because it's eight percent, I want it out. <laughs> um, dude, I like this beer. I would, I will say, it doesn't really have like a beer flavor, kind of like Nick said. It's like a, it's like a noon of sorts. It's definitely juicy. It's super refreshing. The can's awesome. It's got like a citrus sitting on an agave. Like, what is a squall? Is that a bird? No, something? I have no idea. It's the noise you make when you hit a birdie. No, it's like a winter squall. I think that? I do make that noise. You do make that noise. I have a bird on my hat. So when I get a birdie, dude, I let out this ridiculous. It's kind of like a Pikachu meets a bald eagle. Do it right now. I'll turn your <laughs> no, no. mic down. <laughs> Can't well, do it. I don't have it. I didn't get a birdie. <laughs> God <laughs> gives me the gift for 10 seconds when I get a birdie. But um, this is uh, this is a beer that that I like envisioned myself having at that one restaurant we went to when we were down in Hilton Head for Frank's in wedding. The water by the lake, where we sat on the lake and had a beer on the Adirondack chairs. Like mm. hey. I could just sit there and Martinez. watch the sunset with that. Um, but because it doesn't taste like a beer, it kind of throws me off. I'm um, gonna give it a six point six. Definitely quality, but um, doesn't taste like a beer. I'm with you. So, Ralph, what were you drinking on the batch party, buddy? Everything? I mean, Vegas is a wild place. We all love it there. Vegas. Yeah, it was a... Um, Teets. Tito's. <clears throat> we got an Airbnb, like, five minutes from from uh, old Vegas, which is a good time. We had the whole casino the first night at Binion saying, why not us? Like, chanting, why not us? And the dealers almost threw us out. It was hysterical. Mm. Like, we were lit, like, the whole casino. That's awesome. We're playing blackjack and just screaming, why not us? And everybody was like, shut up. It was so funny. Um, so that was the inside joke that you were saying. Why not us, man? Okay. You know what I mean? Every time you go to. Why every, not, though? Why, exactly. That's the whole point. It's like, <laughs> like, why, why not? Why not, can't it though? happen to me? So that was the whole vibe there. It why was a good time, man. Out? I just don't drink that much anymore. I'm 30 years old, and I didn't <sighs> think I wouldn't. Played. And I just. Between, just turned to dust. Between the lack of sleep. And 
the bagel <laughs> without eating normal. Fu- I ate one meal the whole time. Oh, we my were there. God. And then the nine-hour flight home stuck. Well, sorry, the, the four-and-a-half-hour flight home, which turned into nine hours in the air, which landed to a pit stop in Boston, having to drive from Boston to Newark, dude. Oh, dude. It was just like. It, when you said that, that was rough. Dude, it was the most miserable return trip ever. But Vegas itself was great. I went out there with $2,500. I came back with $2,700. So I had a nice. free roll in Vegas. The boys in the green. Had a free roll in Vegas. Deckmar Trades, you're up next. It was a good time. <laughs> It was a good time, but won't be going back to Vegas for ever, ever probably. How great was Stadium <laughs> Swim, dude? Oh, dude, weekend. it was so much. So we had this, places in the shit. We had this. We had the caban. We had the presidential cabana. It was the biggest section. So, like, when you walk into the pool, there's only two of them. There's one on the left side, and one on the right side. And we had the one on the left side. Didn't know that was coming. I thought it was just like, yo, you have like a small pool section. You go in. You guys dude, can share a bench. It was crazy, and it's like 109 degrees, and typical bottle service is like yeah you're like you have like a $3,500 limit or like reserve like that's like what you have to spend and if you go to a club like excess or whatever it's like $1,400 a bottle so you're buying two bottles for the night you're like damn that sucks dude the bottles were like sub a thousand so we bought like three bottles what four bottles and we're sitting here like this is nuts dude like we're just housing down it was just crazy while watching the game placing bets no, no fireballs. Yeah, you can walk right up to the, walk right the kiosk up, right there. Right right there. Get a drink Best. at the bar, you know, whatever. And it was just one minute we were there at 11 o'clock, and the next thing I knew was I'm waking up from a nap. And I was just like, yo, this is just crazy. I didn't black out. It was just like you do so much out. drinking, and you're just <laughs> in the heat, and you're sweating, but you're in the pool, so you're not really sweating. Yeah. It was did just you get it? one of the, the icy slushy boozies they had at the front up no, there? No, I did not. Oh, dude, they're so good. Vegas heat is just Oh. Fucking different for some reason. Like you feel you, like you're in a dryer. You sweat out all the alcohol, but you don't though, dude. But I you was do. Si- like you're drunk, but you're not, and yeah. it's so hard to hit that next. Just go level. to a Korean barbecue spot. Yeah. Like we and then you go, oh, then you go so in the casinos, and they're just pumping you with oxygen, oh. keeping mm-hmm. you going. And then that escalator to get to the top of the pool. Out how like scary is that? Stairway dude? to heaven, dude. You're sitting here like, where am Great I? Song. Dude, going, how? Dude. What, how long do you think that is? Like over under like point. Two it's a quarter miles. mile long. Right? It's a quarter mile. Yeah, like, dude, thank up, you. Up, it's insane, it's escalator. Dude, dude you it's insane. It's so scary. Is it to, like, the top, like, Ralph Lauren store out there? Or, like, what? Oh, I don't even... Dude, all I know is you start at the bottom, and then, like, two minutes go by, and you're like, how am I not off this escalator? You look down, and, and you, you get scared. To a pool? <laughs> it's massive. To, like, the the, the like the entrance to the platform yeah. to get into the pool. Yeah. What is this place? It's called Stadium Swim. It's in it, Circa. What is it, though? It's just a massive sports betting. Yeah, it's It's a a sports sports book outside with a pool. There's like hundreds of massive screens, and they're broken up to every sporting event. A quarter mile in the air. It's what it seemed like. It's not it's probably on like the, air, the but it's 60th like, floor or something. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's oh, nah, I'm, I'll throw up. It's nah, high. dude, it's sick. I'll the view t- up there I'll is dope. Scared. I don't like heights, dude. Dude, when Ash, and I went, when Ash and I went, well, we, we got to watch football inside, and then we watched Monday Night Football, with, and baseball was still going on, so we were outside. That's sick. It was, you, dude, I actually met the owner of Circa, Derek Stevens. Total bro. Oh, no shit. If really nice guy. Be a bro. You build a pool like that, you gotta be, bro. <laughs> Guys are genius. Like that guy lived in. That's Van Wilder in the flesh. Yeah. They call him Andy Dufresne. <laughs> that's sick. Did you walk by the Taco Bell? Which one? Oh, you know the which, club Taco Bell. You know Bell. which one? 
dude, it's like a club. There's like I, lights coming through the top, and they're like, go through the crunch." Like, oh no! So, cause, cause, well, that's on the main strip. We didn't get, dude. We didn't even get to the main strip. We oh. spent our whole time. That's where all the crackheads are. I know. The first night we spent it in Binions in Old Vegas, and then the next two nights it was playing cards at Win and Encore, and we just, and then we went to XS. Oh, you went to the fucking big tables, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, I played. I did good. They had a one-two PLO game that I cleaned up shop. I did, did you go over the mansion really and all? No, I didn't. I've been dude, but the thing is, I've been to Vegas hundreds of times. So the guys that and needed to go, you don't know the Taco Bell. No, because <laughs> it's a freaking Taco. Bell. I can go down two hundred nine. No, it's no, it is it's no. Not. See, that's how no. I know we know that you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it is not just a. This Taco was the Bell. most popping place I've ever seen in my. There was a line life. up the street, dude. You don't understand. I don't understand dude, the, how you don't know the, this. The music, the LEDs. There's a disco ball in there for some reason, and the and the music is so goddamn loud. There's no doors on it. What you're saying is I fucked up, dude. You it looks like up. the Taco Bell from two hundred nine. It's like not that much bigger, <laughs> but it's like if you just jam packed it with every light show at Guitar Center <laughs> and it just was just out dude, dude every window so <laughs> you're just ordering it's like a tarantino film dude it's like a you're bubble like, you're like a drug white girl can i get a pocket crate you're like can i get a cheesy gordita crunch <laughs> doom, 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 i get some diablo <laughs> sauce 2 p.m greatest place in the world that's down by the um uh, the flamingo, the ca- right? Yeah. What's the castle one that we got lost at? Excalibur. Excal- it's it's by there. Yeah, that one shit us out the that's back. Like by and New we York, New York Highway, no. dude. <laughs> yeah, that's by New York, New York. Yeah, we dude, got, we I we didn't there. know. But we had to just pretty much. I kind of came to a little bit. And we were walking on the highway that night, and I just was like, dude, let's just like trespass and just like they'll just tell us where to go. And I just went on, and you know, it's. it's Paul Blart, guy on the Segway, like he leans all the way down, does the Michael Jackson towards you, Shut bro, up. and moves up. And I was like, look, dude, like we just have been on the highway on foot for like 20 minutes. Just can you just bring us to the strip, dude? Like, I just want to see where I should walk. Like, I'm going to get hit by a car. Like, we're outside of the Raiders stadium. So that's how you know it's bad. And he was like, yeah, just follow me. And he did the little swivel where he swings the hips. Dude. Oh, no. <laughs> it was smooth. I got to give him that. But I hate it every second of yeah it. sometimes you have to trespass dude that's <sighs> funny what a place dude. But yeah, vegas, vegas is good but won't be going back we could have a three-hour episode about vegas we should mm-hmm. stop yeah we immediately <laughs> the whole pot will be about vegas i love vegas all right Same. what sport where are we going ice baths do we just get the yankee talk out of the way right now yes yeah, knock it out knock it out of the park. yeah great segue well, what the fuck <laughs> end, end of segment nick's putting his foot down <laughs> nah, he's, he's not sitting. wrong Dude, are you? Te- we've lost series to the Rockies and the Angels coming back from the All-Star break. Yeah, dude, that, that's rough. That's not good. And then, I mean, we were talking about this last week with the uh, with the underbets. I mean, they played two overs against the Rockies, but then, like, they come back with two unders. So it's it's we're we're at that two and two spot. Probably gonna suck again today. <laughs> Angels are already winning two nothing right now. Rondon one inning, two runs, a hit, and a K. So he must have walked someone to give up a dinger, probably to Otani, because they want to pitch with him with with first base open and and a guy on second. Um, I think Nick's right. What the fuck? The end. Just pain. Onward. That, that uh, the hard to watch and a good way to kind of like show how you feel as a Yankee fan. What was it? The uh, the triple. The defense on that play, ridiculous, dude. like it looks like they're throwing the ball around before the pitcher gets to the mound. Like there is not an ounce 
an ounce of effort yeah. in anything. There was like three different people touched that ball, and they were just tossing it. Just tossing. The like, only light of the team right now is Gleyber Torres is hitting like three fifty six since um, like July second or something. That's it. He's like the whole offense right now. Rizzo's bombing. He Shohei Otani has twenty four home runs since May twenty first. Rizzo has zero. How many times has Rizzo been hit by a pitch uh, since then? Dude, it's just wild, man. I don't – Giancarlo under 200. So do you think the Yankees are legitimately a front runner right now for Otani? I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Steinbrenner is going to do it. I think we're desperate for someone like that. But Otani? Yeah, but we can't. We just did the Aaron Judge deal thing. We can't just turn around and just dude, be they desperate got the money. for – You got to dump Stanton no somehow. cap. In baseball, you can DFA Donaldson. Yeah, they have the money, dude. Like it's well, the Yankees. They have the money, but George Steinbrenner would get him. Regardless, it's just not a good. Well, yeah, well, Severino has actually been he's he's been sucking since he's come back. I want to preface that, but um, he his velo was up his last start, and um, he has been throwing the ball a little bit better. So if if he could be like seventy percent of who he was, and they got Otani, and you have if Nestor can come back and be half as good as he was last year Nasty at his nice. at his all star level, um, you know, there's definitely hope with how good the bullpen's been. Yeah, it's not dead, but it's just the offense. It's a dude. tough spot, though. I mean, you know, they're obviously not sitting in an easy <laughs> situation oh, easy, easy. to get a. Uh, <laughs> that was a good catch. Getting ready for football season, they're not in a in an easy area to get in the playoffs. So they got a lot of competition all the time. So. We're it's going to be offense to wake up. But luckily, uh, we have golf to yes. uh, ease our pain of being Yankee yeah. fans. The last yeah. the last major of the year. Can you guys believe it? And then we're like two weeks from preseason football. This is so... Dude, we're right there. This is such a stacked tournament right now. It's a major. I'm of course lo- it is. I'm, I'm looking at the odds. The odds are just not fucking... This is so tough. I want to bet everyone. All it's right, we'll give we'll it. give out Frank's picks. Yeah, I was since, gonna say uh, Frank got Fim- Fimbo ain't here, um, but he's got Brooks Kepka with the DK odds boost of adding uh, three hundred to a golfer at twenty one to one, and I'm sure he probably got down more on him um, at eighteen to one as well. And then he's got Hovland twenty two to one, <laughs> Dicky Fowler twenty five to one, DJ thirty three to one, Corey Connor sixty to one, Cam Young sixty to one. Sung Jay 101, Siwoo Kim 121, and then played top 10s and 20s for all those guys. And then he's on Scheffler, top 10, minus 125. Ryan Fox, top 20, plus 360, top 40, plus 115. Um, so if you want to pay off your school loans, yeah, Frank's Frank. been hot. Frank's been hot with the golf Frank lately. A um, couple, couple of outrights lately. Um, so the event this year, this is uh, courtesy of Wes Reynolds on VEASAN, his write-up. Um, this is the 151st Open Championship, which is established in 1860. It's a customary spot starting before the third Friday of July. Uh, the Open is sanctioned and governed by the RNA, which is a collingual name for the Royal Ancient Club of St. Andrews, although it's based at St. Andrews, the RNA is separate from the actual golf club, which is why the the Open isn't there all the time anymore. Um, English golf is always linked style. Um, which a lot of people that are golf purists think is the best type of golf. I'm not really – I like playing Lynx style golfs as a golfer because I like, like, the open feel, um, just be, kind of be on the blast of ball anywhere. 
but in terms of like betting and watching it, I don't think it's as like exciting. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to see guys cut trees left and right. And yeah, I was gonna play a links course this weekend in Philly. I don't think I've actually played an a link like a full links course, like a dedicated links course yet. Yeah. But I don't think we are anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But he told me what like, the definition of what that was, and I was like, that sounds amazing. But uh, if I'm watching. I don't want to watch Glenn, that. Glenn Riddle has a really nice link style golf course down in Ocean City, Maryland that I that uh, James and I played. We had a really good time out there. Um, it was called uh, Man of War, and then he have uh, no. We played War Admiral, and then they have a Man of War's course. Um, both are link style, really good spots. Um, this is the thirteenth time that uh, Royal Liverpool will have the Open. Uh, last time it was here, Rory won. Um, and the last time a guy's repeated going uh, Scottish Open to the Open. Was Phil back in uh, 2013. Yeah. So we'll see if Roy can do it again. I mean, last week was wild. That two iron he hit in under the wind from like 220 yards. Dude, that was an insane insane shot. Yeah, I would need my three wood and I would still be 20 yards short. Um, But it's going to be, I mean, dude, tomorrow we're here. You know, it's, uh, you get get golf first thing in the morning. You're going to wake up and golf's going to be on. What's the earliest tee time? Um, dude, they'll be going like before you're awake, like well, 4 a.m. I was going to say, because the Scottish Open was 2.30 starts, and then uh, once you got to tournament time Saturday, dude, it moved to like 4. I'm so pumped Sunday morning to just like wake up and lay in bed and watch golf. Watch somebody like Until like 11 a.m. Like and then 10. start my day. <laughs> it's going to be great. And then start my day of watching golf. Highlights um, probably. There was one guy I bet, Michael Thompson, who that's his home course. And he was saying how he, like, knows the all the pin positions and, like, the most conservative and aggressive ways to go about playing the course, which holes he plays best and he can make birdies on and which holes he needs to just, like, take his medicine and get his pars on. And he's 110 to 1 first-round leader. So I bet that I'm not gonna bet on the win because you know I just, I just I just don't think, but you know what I mean he comes out there Thursday and is hot, um, and then I did DJ forty to one first round leader, um, I bet him to win all the way through top twenty, I got Sahith Tagala you guys know I love I just I got it he's it's coming I don't know so when do. but he he can compete him and Spieth. Uh, nah, Spieth, I don't, he's not been playing. He's not in form. Nah, I don't think so. Cam Smith, always defending the Claret this year. Got to be on him. Um, and then I got Justin Rose at, uh, 55 to one. He's a guy that plays really well in the open. Um, I'm on Scheffler top 10 as well. And then I bet Hovland, um, I just he's really good off the tee. I like Hovland. This is a this, one. this is a course where being off accurate off the tee is big, and he's like one of the best drivers of the ball. So, um, I'm I'm excited to watch um, him play with JT and Finau tomorrow. That's a great group. I bet Hovland plus one thirty and his three ball group. So that'll be the group I'll be following tomorrow if I can find him. That's a fun watch too. That's one of my favorite bets to have somebody in group. I know. It, what's really disappoints me is. Like, dude, watching feature groups on Thursday and Friday is the best. Like, if you get three really good golfers together, especially, like, three guys you like to bet, I like to bet all three of those guys. Top 10 Tony, JT, uh, big fan of all of them. So watching those three guys play together, just in terms of a gambling perspective, is incredible. 
and just as a fan of golf and like three so guys fun. that play the game three different ways um and just try to like learn from them and the shit that I do is is really cool i just i'm i'm infuriated that cam smith doesn't have a featured group this week he's a defending wow. champ he's gotten like minimal coverage in all the majors and live tour dude he's one of, i i don't watch the live tour um i don't even know how to watch the live tour and it's just disappointing because Cam Smith is like one of my favorite golfers to watch. Mm-hmm. He is unbelievable from like 140 yards in. He's just got like just his putting, his work around the greens, and the hair, <laughs> the lettuce. Yeah, um, dude's a goat. Other than that, uh, ten bucks on John Daly. Always uh, got to. the daily tax. The wins <laughs> wins twenty five grand. So uh, why why not gamble on the most gambling man? Onward. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I like Hovland a lot for this tournament. I just I feel like he's been really he's, he's in, close. in form, and he's been so fucking close. So if he is on on target, I, I think he could, yeah he could take. I the think whole he's thing, like so. at, at uh, I got him at twenty five. The one I think he's at like twenty two right now. I just feel like he's an auto bet anything over like 18 to one mm-hmm. just because he came in second in the PGA to Brooks and then um, close to like, and then he won the Memorial, which was a, you know what I mean? Loaded field, Rom, Scheffler, Rory, like, you know what I mean? Those are the top three, four guys in the PGA and he, he plays against a great field and he wins. So he obviously can, mm-hmm. can compete in that, in that spot. Fun fact. I feel like him and Matt Wright for like twins. Hovlin, yeah. I don't know. Trust I don't me. know. I see it. I'm kind of a like honestly. I think everybody that I've looked at was named by you or Frank, so I'm pretty much just piggybacking you guys. Obviously, Big Scheffler. You'd be kind of dumb not to, especially the odds that you sent to us was minus one twenty five yeah. for top ten. I mean, you, you're on Bet MGM too. They pay ties full. Like I know if you bet golf on DraftKings and it's a tie. They do dead heat rulings, so they, um, like, break down the percentage of your winnings. So, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, Scheffler finishes 10th tied with four other dudes. You get the full Vig back, which is nice. Yeah. So, that's obviously big. Um, I'm still sprinkling on Spieth. I do think he's due. Um, he's had a lot of top – what was I, I don't remember the stat from last week. It was his – he had top 15 finishes in a handful of tournaments based on the style, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he's a proven player. He hasn't won this year, so I'm going to sprinkle a little bit there. Uh, I bet on Homa at the Scottish. That one went well. I mean, he was tied seven going into the last day. Um, didn't have the best day right there, but I, I think he still finished top 15. I mean, it's hard to compete with his tempo when you're betting on a golfer, and if you want somebody late on Sunday that you can at least hedge, you want a cool hand like Homa. His tempo doesn't change no matter what's going on. Um, I like the Hovland pick as well. I like the Gala. I think he's super, super slept on. I'm going to sprinkle a little Siwoo money in honor of Frank as well. So we're we're going to be at, and you got to you got to toss a little bit on the Rory after just winning the Scottish Open. I mean, dude, Rory's on a path right now because that man, he's like the guy that you see get dragged left and right across social media by like a relationship. But it's been the PGA and Live Tour because he backs the PGA and then the PGA. Turns around and finds him all this money for missing events. Was it two or three million dollars for missing two events? So he's backing them. They turn around, they take millions from him. They then go to Live Tour and just strike a deal with them 
And then he goes as far to say that if he had to play for Live Tour, he would rather not play. So, I mean, I think he's just letting his golf talk at this point. Huge win. Like you said, the two-iron shot was, like, out of this world. Like, I cannot imagine being on the other side of that and seeing that happen. Like, his stomach must have pitted worse than anything that's ever happened in any betting scenario in anyone's life. But you got to sprinkle Rory a little bit. He's like Thanos right now for the golf world. Like, I don't think anybody on either side wants to see him win because he's just, like, beefing with everything at this point. Yeah, definitely informed too. Um, here's a here's a crazy trend for you. The last thirteen of thirteen winners finished outside the top twenty five in pre in the previous year of the Open. That is crazy. I I, I don't know wild. anyone from that <laughs> list. Um, but there was one thing I saw that was intriguing. I I can't bet it because I fucking hate Price and Deshambo, but. He's got Eric's pretty good value, and he's in pretty decent form right now. He's he was like second, ninth, fourth, and eleventh in his last four live tournaments, and um, you know, good. obviously this is a big course for driving the ball. So if he's hitting fairways, you never know. He's an exceptional putter, so I I I might get on him. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what the ride home tells me, and then we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. But um. Just, Some of that transmission, just baby. Just pumped for this weekend, man. Oh, oh, great golf weekend. And then, Jared, yeah, you guys have a tournament. Jared, yeah, Monday. Have, have a tournament on Monday. Q and I are Steel going to a Steel Club. With Girth, the man. The yeah, myth. Girth's going to carry the team. The eagle hitting uh, machine. Wayne Eaton. You know. Legend. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll touch about that next week. We so shot 17 under last year at Northampton. Pressure's on, Nick. And then the last year oh, yeah. that the tournament was at Steel Club. Uh, Tom and I played on the team. We won 20 under. So, and that was in 50 mile per hour wins in November. Love that. That was, that, you got sick from that, didn't you? Yeah, we got COVID right after. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because I hung out with you guys. And I, was I like, mean, oh, who knows? We were all we'll, over the we'll, world. We'll recap uh, next week and on, on the tournament. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let's wrap it up with franchise uh, player free agency for the NFL because that has been interesting. Uh, I need Frank here uh, as the other Giants fan, but um, Saquon, <sighs> I don't know, man. Talk about it. He didn't accept the deal. I, his agent absolutely, absolutely fumbled the bag because at one point he could have accepted the deal and been like the top five most highest paid running back in the history of the NFL. Um I don't know what he's pushing for. He says he wants a long-term deal. So uh, if he just wants guaranteed uh, money and, and career time, I kind of understand that because running backs, kind they die out at like the four- to six-year mark. Um, but he, I feel like he's been on the come-up, but he's had so many injuries on top of it. I can kind of understand uh, not moving forward with him. Um Josh Jacobs, Tony uh, Pollard, also Tony Pollard got his got his deal in. He, they got the they deal. Got in. The, he signed okay. on the franchise tag. So um, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. He's going to go off. We this need year, him. It'll be so good this year. Yeah, we need we need Saquon right now. Yeah, it's the running um, back thing right now. It's I I think he's going to play because he has the 10.1 million tag. If he sits out, he kills his chances. I don't think he's going to play. Um, he gets a deal. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. His agent fumbled the bag. 
so goddamn hard. He has been offered so many deals, and then the running back market got reset, and that's when the Giants were like, okay, well, this is what it is, and Saquon's mad about it. Um, I also don't like how he's going on all these podcasts and shit and kind of airing out dirty laundry. Um, makes me lose just a little bit of uh, support for him. Um, but I could see he's frustrated. I just don't know why he's frustrated. He's had so many offers and so many deals, and have I? I don't know. You're not. You're not a quarterback. I can understand the wide receiver pay gap compared to you as a running back, but you're in a completely different position, completely different world. Uh, your career is a lot shorter than these other guys. Giants aren't the team in MetLife anymore. So how about D Hop? I'm fucking done. How about how about how about D Hop going over to Tennessee? That I was weird. I don't I don't know what yeah. that's gonna, you know what dude think about how good they were though when they had EJ Brown. I mean, um it really honestly much, that though. whole offense just depends on the health of Derrick Henry. Because he, I'll tell you this. If they can if he has another just Derrick Henry season and they can open up plays for DeAndre Hopkins on the play action. That that's all. That's all that offense needs. I've seen in first person is what Tannehill will be throwing. Yeah, okay. but if they trash him, let's just say he sucks and he's inaccurate, um, and the woes continue. I mean, dude, if I'm D Hob, there's no way I'm going to Tennessee. No, you signed with them. No, but I'm like, I just I don't get it. I don't, I don't, know. I don't understand. I mean, the location isn't ideal. Like it's. The team is not ideal. It's I don't I don't get it. Tell me Nashville is not ideal. I mean, cool. yeah, but like, sure, me as an acoustic guitar player, not a football player. Maybe he likes that kind of shit. You know, well, maybe that's what he wants to do in the evening. I mean, sure, but like, I don't know that. So I'm just going off of what I know, and what I know is that if I was signing somewhere, that's not the place that I would go. There's no yeah. way. I wish the Ravens would have done something for him. That made so much sense. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs. Think it's, yeah, dude. He's getting yeah. a lot of well, strife. I mean, he was really good last year. Well, yeah, Jacobs yeah. and Pollard is. I think Pollard just as primed for as Jacobs to have gone and pushed for a big, yeah. big contract. I'm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. I just tweeted about it like a day ago. Uh, my favorite delusional corner of a sports fan base is the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl predictors. <laughs> just every year that they're just absolutely just shitting out article titles of like, oh, we have the, the you know the most efficient line anybody's ever seen. Now Dak Prescott's going to have time after his mattress commercials to throw less interceptions. Like, it's just the funniest thing, man. Like, it's pure comedy. It's pure satire. But we might see, like, a real drop-off right now because these running back salaries, ultimately the owners decide what the cap looks like. And these guys aren't dumb businessmen. So they know this is an opportunity to now get one of your most important positions on the field to turn it into a churn and burn entry level after college position. Like yeah. they know that they see that. And no one now is going to offer a big deal because the second they do that, the other 31 owners are going to look at them like, bro, like we had them in a corner. Nobody's signing Saquon. Nobody's signing Josh Jacobs. I, nobody's signing anybody. I agree. And I think those three players kept waiting for each one of them to sign a deal to yeah, see what would it, happen. It might be. And none of them did except Pollard, who. They might have let their chips out, and they might have crashed I a think, little bit. Yeah. I think the reason he did it is because it's only one year, and he is still, like, he, He's like so you said, young, there's dude. you have that four- to six-year window. Mm-hmm. He is, like, going on year three into the prime, 
as a dog. Yeah, so mm-hmm. let's just say he's he's like a top three running back in the NFL this year. I mean, a team might give him the bag that you know, a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, because here's here's what Bills, here's what the running uh, back should do out of college, and what everyone should do in the world. But we end. but we never but we never do because we can't collectively do anything. Yeah. Is understand the market and the way that the owners value the position and the, the history of it. And if you're a really good college player and you're a number one draft pick and you're running back, like they need to collectively get together and just demand more off their rookie salaries and just be like, hey, listen, like guys are going to run me in the ground. I'm going to be the fucking shit. Mm-hmm. One bad thing is going to happen to me, and then you're never going to want to pay me. Yeah, I like that. Leverage the front of the contract because yeah. that's yeah. when they're healthy. That makes a lot of sense. That, that's on the that would be in an ideal world, but it'll never happen. That is on the it's age, realistic, agents though. at the end of the day, yeah. though. Yeah, that's, that's what it. they should. That, yeah. That's how the market really should adjust. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the the other way I I could see it going from like for it to not to turn into this catastrophe where where we all kind of see it going and feel where it's at is for, and this is going to be hard for athletes because they're prideful, but running backs to kind of just bite the bullet, play on that franchise tag, and understand if that they perform really well. There might be a, a Super Bowl contender that want to pay for them. Maybe the, you know what I mean. Like look at the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins is really, really talented and has huge ceiling. He's been injured. J- same, Gus Edwards is pretty good. He's not on that mm-hmm. same level. But if you just have a team with a good back and you need a supporting back, like if you're paying for that guy and he actually plays at his best or is yeah. a really good complimentary and you have a good like when when. The Saints had Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Like Alvin Kamara was coming up, and Mark Ingram was kind of on like the fifth year of that that prime stage. Dude, that those that was like yeah. one of the best one-two running back combos in the NFL has seen in the last eight years. That's what those big teams. I feel like some of those owners are going to come in and pay for that, and that I mean, those that's yeah. what the guys got to kind of hold out for. And like, they're ready it. for a rebuild after yeah. too, which is like they'll get a one year pop out of it, or maybe two years, like you said. Like they have the shot, they just need the guy, like plug and play. If you're a good running back, like we're fulfilled. But the problem is like those teams are going to go right into a rebuild, and it's just like it's like a parlay hit yeah. at that point. Like you need the right situation now to get a big contract. Or even if it falters, you're like the you're like the Chargers. You had Melvin Gordon, ever you know he was pretty good, and then he came in the next season. Everyone thinks it'd be awesome, and he was that a was one bad. yard line fumbler forever. <laughs> Dude, that was bad. But then, boom, you turn around. Now you have one of the best backs that catch a ball of the backfield, Eckler. You know what I mean? And you know then it's like, oh love? shit, there it is. You know what I would love to see, and I think it benefits both sides legitimately. Would be incentive based contracts for running backs. Yeah, I think that would be perfect. Yeah, if it's put up or shut up, you give them the ability to make X amount of money based on production. Now the owners are in good shape because they don't owe that money if the running back gets hurt because they don't meet the production. That then falls on the running back. You're that good, okay? Go put the yeah. numbers up. Have incentive. Like think of like a sales job. You're commission based. You have a base salary. It's enough to live on. It's guaranteed. You agree on that. It's a minimal part. And the majority of your contract, you have a super high contract ceiling because you say, if I get X production, it could even extend out years based on, like, if you meet this mark, then you have the right to extend your contract. Like, build it off production because the problem is they're not paying these guys, but those guys will come in and they will be the reason you win a Super Bowl. So it's like you got to find a way that, like, benefits both sides, makes the owners comfortable spending the money makes the running backs capable of earning it, and I just feel like that's the way that they get that 
and like Nick said, fall, mm-hmm. it all kind of falls back to the agents too. So we'll see, see what happens here. Uh, just a couple weeks yeah, left in the off season. We need some new contracts. Whatever. Yeah, we gotta. We, we you know what? We're like we're like less than three weeks away from uh, pints and pies soon. Pints well, that pies. too. Football's. That's exciting. But the ultimate bankroll builder, which is the Ravens in the preseason. So uh, very exciting stuff. That's oh, true because yeah. they put their starters in. Uh, yeah. Next week, when Frank's back, we'll be doing the NFC West. Okay. And uh, until then, Nikki Q and I are going to bring a trophy home for the pod. So uh, please do. Uh, yeah. See, see you next Friday. Hoorah.